Hey, I'm Garrett. And I'm Daniel. And this is Modern Gaze. On today's episode, we're talking about what makes a home a home. I think many things can make up a home. Not just interior design, but your community, your identity. And we're actually obsessed with feng shui right now. And also house numerology. So let's get into it. I think you and I can both agree on one thing we have in common when it comes to... Well, we've moved a lot. We've moved a lot. I mean, I grew up in a family that lived in maybe 11 or 15 homes. I don't even remember how many times my parents and I moved from wow. one house to another. You see, it's so funny because I feel like I've probably only moved maybe two or three times in my whole lifetime with my family. But ever since I've moved out when I was 18, I think I've probably moved maybe seven or eight times on my own to date. I even graduated from school and then moved across the country and lived in New York City against yeah. my parents. Then my parents were like, what are you doing? Yeah. But I got a job and I was just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm moving across the country and having a whole new experience. And now I've moved continents and mm. we live in Australia. I just think there's something so beautiful about creating a new space consistently and having a new vibe and fresh starts. And it's a new beginning. I always associate moving with a new beginning. I don't know. That's fair. I mean, I actually look at a brown box with some like tape mm -hmm. in such a positive way. I'm sure a lot of the people hate moving. They hate the idea of having to pack up their shit and moving to another place. But yeah. I actually enjoy it. I find it kind of soothing. Yeah, so I weird. agree. So how quickly did we move in together after we were dating? Oh, what, like four or five months? It's pretty quick, huh? Yeah. And I mean, to be honest, it felt really natural. It felt really fast, but it mm -hmm. also felt kind of, this is right. Yep. But then we moved again to Australia. And then from living in Australia, we've already moved twice. We have. We lived with your parents yes. when we first got here. Yes. And then we moved into our first apartment. Correct. And now we've moved into this townhouse that we're in now. Uh-huh. And we I absolutely just, hate it. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. Not we. I shouldn't say you. I have absolutely hated this. What? This townhouse? Majority of it. Why? I felt like I was in a really bit of a massive transition of change when we did move. I started a new job. We signed the contract to to move into this new place and it all happened within the same day. And I think it was just a lot of change at a lot the of time. Pressure. And I don't know, when we came in for the inspection, I thought that this was our house and we were going to be here for a couple of years. We were going to save and have a good deposit for our own home that we'd purchase one day. And it just didn't happen. And I just had been feeling stuck and I've been trying to figure out what the heck is wrong with this house and why I don't love it because it is so beautiful. So I've loved this house ever since we moved into it. Like the vibe was right. The energy I felt was just chef's kiss. I think the energy is on, but I just have been feeling stuck. I feel sometimes the energy is a bit stagnant. I'm not too sure. So during my emotional trauma, I guess we can call it in this house, mm. I went down a massive rabbit hole of trying to figure out how what, to fix this, space. how to fix it and like accept it. Right. Because Make we, it work. we made it ours. We bought beautiful furniture. We did all of the good stuff. Burnt sage, bought Palo Santo. We did all the crystals. We did every single thing that I could possibly think of. So I went down this rabbit hole, guys, of feng shui and house numerology. And let me tell you, it is another universe of house, houseology. So you are obsessed with Natasha Graziano. I am obsessed with Natasha Graziano. I listen to her podcasts every week and she had this one podcast with Marie, Marie Diamond. Diamond. 
talking about the law of attraction. And on that episode, Marie Diamond has her own app. And on the app, it has a a compass, a compass of um, your success corner and you should be facing your success corner and your health corner and your wealth corner. Anyway, if you want to also go down the rabbit hole, please feel free to do so. It is amazing. It changed my life. I now work facing my success corner and I have had many good things at work happen to me. It has brainwashed me even because even at work, like when I'm having an important meeting, I'm like, am I focused on my success corner right now? Yes. And I will actually angle my body in that in that direction, like just very casually so that no one notices. Right. And I feel like it maybe makes a positive impact. I don't know. I think it does. I I feel it a bit. So yeah. So that is one aspect to my solutions to trying to help solve this. The other piece of the pie was house numerology. So for those of you who don't know, your house number can actually represent uh, a bunch of different things. So what you do is you calculate your house number. So if you're in a house, it can be your whole number. So if you're in like 111 John Street, you would be a house number three. If you have a letter in front of your numbers as well, an A is one, B is two, and so on. If you live in an apartment, it is just the unit number. So a house number one, let's give you guys a quick rundown. A house number one means independence and new beginnings. And number two means harmony, sentimentality, and affection. A house number three means creative, entertaining, and fun. Mm-hmm. If you live in a house number four, no good. No good. In Chinese culture, it does mean death, but it can also mean productive, grounded, and stable. Oh, so it can be good. It can be good. If you live in a house number five, five means adventure, travel, and change. Number six, love, harmony, and togetherness. Number seven means spirituality, introspectiveness, and reflective. Number eight means prosperity, growth, and abundance. Ding, ding, ding. And lastly, number nine means generosity, compassion, and community. So there's only one through nine because it basically all has to reduce. Reduce. So yeah. if you have a long so if you have a 12, it means three. Right. So you just always have to get it down to that single number. Correct. So anyway, I have gone down this massive rabbit hole, guys, of trying to solve my pain points of this house. And So do you feel like you've solved it? No. So <laughs> on that note, dun, dun, we're, dun, moving. we're moving. We are looking to move on up. So we've been looking for a new place to move and call our home, which has been very challenging, guys. Obviously, the market is quite tough. The housing market in general is disgusting yes. everywhere. Yes. If you are fortunate enough to have a home... Or purchased a home. Or purchased a home or live in a place that you really love, it's it, there's just nothing out there anymore. There is nothing. There's nothing. It's so expensive. We were paying about 520 for our one bedroom in the in the inner city, previously pre-COVID, and now a one bedroom in the city is like six forty. It's like another hundred and fifty dollars a week. Yeah. So this is something I actually really didn't understand in Australia, where everyone in the rental market prices an apartment by the week, mm-hmm. not by the month. But you pay the rent by the month. When you're looking at places, they're like, "Oh, this apartment is five hundred and forty dollars a week," and you have to do all this like computational math to understand 
what the fuck the price of it is per month. And then Even it when doesn't actually add up because if you just correct. take it and you times that by 52 weeks and then divide it by, by 12, 12, it's actually not your rent. Your rent is more than that. Yeah, you have to just to add on like a, hundred, a couple more another days. $100. A leap year, I don't, I don't know. All the holidays, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. So we've been looking for a place to move now probably for I'd say a solid four weeks. We have some- More than that, three months. Yeah, three, three months. months we've been trying to find a place. On and off. On and know. off. But the first month we were looking way beyond- um, means and getting a little bit fancy. Well, we got a bit excited, yeah. but the the issue with in Australia right now is that seven out of 10 apartments are going to international students because there has been this incredible rise of people coming here to learn and study, which is right. incredible. And it's a huge revenue stream for the country. It's a huge revenue stream for any country, but here it's just like, there's no places to live. What well, makes and it difficult for Australian citizens and permanent residents to actually find a place? It's it's harder for everyone. And to be honest, what's out there is pretty shit. So yeah. when I do find a place, I get so excited. I'm like, Daniel, I found the place. I found the, where we are going to make our home. And, and then the he first looks at question it. I say to Garrett is, what house number is it? And then I look at it and it's a four. I am not joking. Every house that is available right now is a number four. Or look a 13 or a one It's been up in the market. Three. It looks amazing. You're like, oh my God, what is this doing here? Look at the number. Is it a four? Yeah. It's been challenging and there's been a lot of people in these inspections and we've been trying to throw them off we're like oh babe i don't know about this bedroom it's a bit small i'll like stay in the bedroom so it's a bit more squashy for people to like walk around me and then like kind of fall out of love with the apartment that we love so it's been a lot guys it's but like a, you're like playing psychological warfare yeah. in the apartment inspection and you're trying to like just fuck with these people and they're like oh yeah like the, it's no there's no light in here and like oh that doesn't make sense this layout uh, no this is too too squashy I don't know meanwhile we're like we've already submitted an application and we've sent all the paperwork and we're yeah. like ready to sign yeah pretty much and I think it's really interesting especially with my family they're also like why are you moving? Why, why are you renting still? Why don't you just buy a property? Especially my grandparents. Why do you think that is? Um, I just think for them, especially when they moved to this country, it was probably a lot more affordable to purchase a home. It was a lot more achievable to reach the Australian dream of owning your home and working a nine to five and paying it off. Today, it's super difficult to do that. Like we obviously have other goals and other aspirations that we also want to achieve, which you know, makes it a lot more difficult. But I just think the market is completely different and like times have changed completely to when our grandparents moved here. Yeah. And, and even in America, like in Los Angeles, the dream of owning a home, I think that really ended about two or three decades ago. Like, yeah. I just feel like you can't really find a house to buy that's less than $1.5 million. Right. Well, your family moved out to Vegas from California, LA, where they were living their entire life. And your brother was fortunate enough with his girlfriend to purchase a home because that's what they could buy. Yeah. And it was, it's really affordable and it, you can get a really gorgeous, beautiful home for a decent price. And Correct. even my sister, she lives in Kansas and like her home is gorgeous and it was a reasonable like price. Again, right. it's not cheap, but at least you're getting really good value for money. I just know that even when we were living in LA, I didn't see a future of us buying a home in any way, shape or form. But here in Australia, I do see like one day we can do that. And I feel like we've also gotten a lot of pressure to buy we have, more than rent, but we're, just, we're not necessarily in that position yet. We're not at that stage yet. And 
Thank God, because additionally, there's been 12 interest rate hikes that, and there's a 13th coming or something like where people's mortgages are now thousands and thousands of dollars more than they expected it to be. Yeah. And we even know some friends of friends who are selling their home because it's just too expensive. Mm -hmm. Like they can't afford it anymore. That's right. So they're going back to renting. Yeah. So I guess there's positives of both sides. Absolutely. I mean, I, to be honest, I wish we were in a position to obviously buy a house, but like I said, Different time for a different place. Yeah. So on our search for a new home, we've been actually thinking about what makes a home and like why we don't love that place that we live in right now. And then also what we're really looking for in the next house that we live in. And Mm. I think there are a lot of physical attributes to a home that you can help make it homey, right? Like your furniture, the smell, the aromas of the, the space, like burning mm-hmm. candles and Palo Santo and incense and sage. Well, wait a minute. You also were not emotionally that grounded or balanced in this house. So in a home, you have the emotional and the physical. So right. what are you looking for in your next place that will make you and allow you to feel more emotionally balanced and more emotionally safe in that next home? What are you going to do mm-hmm. and what, what's important? I'm going to say that when I walk into the space that the energy feels right. It feels like an open living space. There's nice natural light, open views, maybe a bit of a runway so that I can still do a bit of a catwalk and a bit of a strut and mm-hmm. twirl every now and then. Mm-hmm. Important. Good bedroom size, an ensuite, and just overall a nice shower. Yeah. yeah I like enough. a big shower. Yeah, we have a bath now and I love my bath. I love my bubble baths every now and then, especially on a new moon or a full moon. I do like to burn a candle and have some bubbles and some bath salts. You have your self-care rituals. You yes. need to have space yes. to have those self-care rituals that allow you to be more meditative, yeah. to calm down, to de-stress. What are you going to miss most about our house now? I do like open space. Mm. Like it is really nice to have this kind of like open floor plan and you have the outside area where, you know, we were coming from a one bedroom apartment and walked into this townhouse with an actual backyard and Mm -hmm. it was just so incredible. I was so excited. But then I literally have spent zero time in it because I'm in three hours of traffic going to work every day. And the last thing I want to do is then sit outside. I'm like, I'm just, I feel like we live so far away from where we Want to mostly be. spend all of our time and yep. where I work. And it just doesn't make sense for us to be living this far. So I don't know if I'll really miss much about it other than just the space in general. I definitely you know. won't miss walking to the IGA when I have no lunch in the fridge and buying off Muscle Chef meals. Yeah. That is my worst pet peeve. What? Just not having food? lunch because then I'm hangry. And then yeah. I go to the shops to buy some lunch and then the fruit is off. Why the heck are they selling me off expired creamy chicken pesto carbonara to give me diarrhea? Oh, uh, girl. I can't tell you. Anyway, ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody got time for diarrhea. Nobody got time for diarrhea. I definitely think that what I'm missing in this house that I want and to be in the next house is more representation of who we are. I agree. I've been telling you I want some more wall art. Yeah. I want some color. I want a new bed. I want a photo of Palm Springs. Oh my God. I want a photo of Palm Springs too. I grew up with a family who has a great love for art. Like my grandmother was on the graphic arts council of the Los Angeles County Museum of Art. Mm -hmm. Like she collected so much art. And And your mom's house now today has 
My mom's an artist. Yeah, your mom's like, an artist and the wall is full of art. And we have one piece of art that my, our, my parents gifted to us. Yes, I love it. And all of our other art is in LA because we obviously couldn't ship it all out, yeah. out here. And the one your parents shipped to us from Vegas is actually quite fun and colorful. It is. So I think those are important. But I think the other most important things for us is feeling safe in our space and having community which we feel seen and represented in and walking down the street, just something so simple. Yeah. That's a big thing about this space compared to our next one and the neighborhoods that we're looking into, because mm. I, I don't know, I just feel like it is so important for everyone and anyone to live in a community that is really just welcoming and excited. You're in it. Yes. Like, period. Yes. Like when, we lived in Los Angeles, like we lived in Glendale, which mm -hmm. was like kind of outside of the main the city. city, but it was in the Valley. And it's like, I don't know, LA is a vibe everywhere, but we would spend so much time in and around West Hollywood. But we lived in a gorgeous building. Let's add that. Yeah. I mean, it was the vibes, but we still just had community around us. Yes. I feel like w right now we have no community around us. Like we, we have to drive 35 to 45 minutes in traffic to get to the community that that we, we enjoy. Correct. And I remember when we used to live in the inner city, we would just like walk to a bar and we'd go watch RuPaul's Drag Race at, on a Friday night with just like a casual drink with some friends. Yeah. Or we would go out in the city a little bit more and be in, be in the heart of the town, you know? Yeah. So that idea of community and that idea of safe space, I think comes with that kind of environment, like that kind of awareness to what's around you. And I just want us to be able to walk out of our door and see other people that are like just us. living their best fucking life. Yeah. You know? And I also get inspired when I see people like that because I'm like, yes, you're confident, you're sassy, you're fierce work girl. And I, I definitely think there's so much value in living in other parts of the country or other parts where right. you build your own community. Yes. It's just that if you are into farming mm. and agriculture and outdoors or having a big space and having like a giant space and camping with your friends. Absolutely. I am not going camping. Like I am I don't not even going want camping glamp. or glamp. No, no absolutely I'm not. I'm hoteling. Five star please. You know, so I'm, I'm over there and that's, but that's my vibe and that's your vibe and that's cool. Yes. But I just want to be able to create a home in that space that feels really connected to who I am. I completely agree with you on that. And I think, if there's anything I've learned out of living in this house that we've currently been in, it has been truly reflective in a very deep way for myself mm. in identifying and reflecting on the parts of not only my home that I want to improve on, but also my life, like other areas of my life that I want to level up or reflect on or improve. So now that we have come to this realization of moving again, but... I don't want to move again. I want the next place to be like a home for at least more than a year. At least. You know, so I want at least more than two. I just really want to be in a community that is really fun, that's really engaged, that is diverse, that has gay people living in it, that say, has queerness, that proudly, you know, on the streets, right when you walk flags. out. Like Collingwood and living there was like so fun living in and around West Hollywood. Yeah. So fun yeah. because it's just really, Vibrant. I guess just, it just, it's, it's invigorating to be like a queer person living in a queer community yeah. and feeling really comfortable and safe and proud. And at the same time you can travel all over the city and go mm. all over the country and go everywhere. But when you come back home, 
you feel really great and you yeah. feel really proud and excited to be back home. Exactly. And your house or your home should be a place where you recharge and then you can go back out into the world and deal with all the fucking chaos and craziness that it has to offer. Yeah. So I guess this episode was really just a check-in with us where yeah. we're letting you guys know where we are in our lives. And share with you that we are on our moving journey, moving on up, literally. <laughs> yeah. Off the ground, yeah. up onto the whatever floor of a, a department. But to be honest, whatever you call home, I think it's important that you are reflective and you're allowed to be vulnerable and a hundred percent you. Yeah. And, and if it's not the case, like maybe start looking for a new place. So wherever you're at on your house journey of life, whether you are in a house, you've bought a house, you're renting, your parents are probably giving you some judgment on continually renting and also not buying a house like us, you know, fuck it. In conclusion, I think that when you are designing your perfect space, you know, when you are thinking about, is this really me? Mm. Like look, look around your house right now. If you're in your car, wait until you're home, right? But like look around your home and pay attention to what's on your walls, what's on your counters, what's on the bookshelves. Like, is it actually reflected of who you are and what you really love? Or is it just a carbon copy off of Pinterest? Like make it who you are and what is really important to you. Have photos of the things that you love. And if that's yourself, yeah, put a photo of yourself up there. Fuck it. Yeah. Also get inspired from your house, you know, like have things on the walls or around the home that you love or that you want to purchase in the future and that you aspire to have and make sure that you love coming to your home because you're going to spend a lot of time there and you should enjoy your space because it's sacred. Yeah. And I think there's a, like a, a big part of like who we are as queer people. If you are a queer person, you go through a lot of, you know, I don't know, experiences in life potentially not showing that 100% all the time. Like the volume isn't always turned up. Mm. And if there's anywhere you can turn up the volume all the way, home. it's in your home. Yeah. So even for us, I think that as queer people, we should have representations of our queerness up on the wall, in the bookshelf, on the counter, in the art that we put around, in the books that we have around. Absolutely. And also, lastly, our house needs to have good feng shui, good house numerology, and good vibes all around. All right. Well, let's, let's go find it. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Modern Gaze. We hope you're enjoying our podcast so far. Make sure that you follow, turn on alerts, and even turn on auto-downloads so that you get our episodes first. Our episodes come out every Tuesday and they stream anywhere podcasts play. 